and welcome to the Airbnb podcast, the Fan Buzz NBA podcast. I am your host, Bo Cherney. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Ben Bornstein, also a Fan Buzz. Ben, how you doing? I am fantastic and incredibly tired after watching those games last night. Last I... night being Wednesday night, the last night of the season. Lakers, Warriors, everything Kobe. That Kobe game was potentially the greatest piece of television I've ever seen. It was riveting. I, I mean, I've been, you know, I, you know, used to be a big fan of Kobe. It wasn't much recently just because he wasn't as entertaining. But last night, chucking up 50, 5-0, 50 shots was amazing. I was, like, standing up with my arms up in the air when he made shots. You know, that was... <laughs> I said it on Twitter. I was I was grinning ear to ear for like the last ten minutes of that game because he he led that comeback. He was actually fantastic in the past like five minutes. That was unreal. And it's like this is the that was the funnest one of the funnest things I've ever seen on a basketball court. And that's that's it. That's there was that's is there any better way to go out into the sunset? Your team got a win. You scored 60 points in front of all of the celebrities. All of them. All of them in Los Angeles were there. Shaq was courtside. Nicholson, obviously, was there. Um, Snoop Dogg was there. Kanye, Kanye smiled. Con- Hold on. Not only was Kanye West at the game, the man who is notorious for frowning every single time the camera is on him was grinning ear to ear. It was amazing. Yeah, it, God, that was just so fun. And I know, and we'll talk Warriors in a second, setting the record for most wins in the regular season. But you know, I saw people you know getting angry, sort of on Twitter more than they needed to. It's like oh, I don't understand how anybody could watch that Kobe game over the Warriors game. Obviously, this was before the game started. I don't know how you could not watch the Warriors. They're going for seventy three wins, and it's just like, well, after a while, you figured out Kobe's going to chuck everything. And the Warriors were up by 20. It's like, okay, another Warriors game. They're up by 20. That's, yeah. Steph's fun, but, I mean. Not that fun. I'll get, to, I'll get to see them, Steph, be fun and blow out a team for the first four games of the playoffs against yeah. the Rockets. I'm not going to see Kobe chuck 50 shots again ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not unless you go back through the annals of YouTube. No. Because he said his own Oh, personal, that's right. He it's, took 50 it's, shots. It's, I, don't, I cannot stress this enough. That is the most field goal attempts in a single game. We will never see something like that again. Ever. That is, for lack of any better phrase, simply stunning. Yeah. Anybody retiring in the future is not going to have that green of a light to do that. And he's not going to be in a situation where he's going to be able to do that, probably. You look at, I mean... Just think of the other, you know, greats in the league right now. You have, you know, like Tim Duncan, you know, like LeBron, all of them. When they retire, their teams are still probably going to be good enough where they just can't hijack the last game of the regular season because they'll probably go to the playoffs. Since Kobe and the Lakers are out of the playoffs, they could just do this. Yeah, nobody cares. And then they won. And then the young guys, the young guys just get to be there, get to say, "Yeah, I was there for Kobe's fifty-shot game, sixty-pointer. Sure, I was there." He had four assists too. I was a spectator <laughs> too. He ended, dude. He ended his career on an assist. Yeah, and then made free throw. Yeah, that's a, that's okay. This is the stuff you can't make up. This is just nobody. Who would have thought this? 
if I if I had told you if I had told you Wednesday morning, hey, Kobe Kobe is going to walk off the court and the last thing he's going to do is throw an assist. What would you have said? Was it a Kobe assist, like a missed yeah, shot? Exactly, exactly. Just get the rebound. I do love in his post game speech. He mentioned it. He's like, you know, my whole career, y'all kept telling me to pass more, and tonight, y'all didn't want me to pass at all. And I was like, God, he's so self aware right now. It's fantastic. This is, this is reaching epic Black Mamba levels. Uh, he was good too. He was that was good post game. Good interview with the media after the game. Lisa um, Salter, that's my girl. She can, she can she can interview anybody. Love her. So, what do you think uh, this means for the Lakers going forward? That the Kobe era is finally over. They're fr- they are free. They are free at last. They can sign people. They have <laughs> cap space. They- Ben's getting excited though. <laughs> the Lakers may actually be decent in a couple of years now. Who knows? Yeah, I wouldn't go that far. That's a decent. I didn't say good. Okay. It's a decent. They have a lot of making up. They have some good pieces, but they have a lot of figuring out to do. They need to get a superstar again. Yeah, I mean, but but, the, but they're gonna have the cap space to sign someone this off season. Yeah, all the cap space. All yeah, all the all cap the cap space. space? All, all the cap space. Them in Orlando, man. And the Sixers, but no one. Yeah, nobody's going them. to South. Nobody's going to Philadelphia for funsies. Did we ever talk about Hinky getting fired? Did we do that last week. I think we did. Okay. And how you can't trust the process. Pretty much. Just wanted to make sure we got that in. Yeah. Sorry, Sam Hinky. We're kind of not sorry. Uh, well, let's go on to the Warriors since they did indeed set the record for most regular season wins. 73. 73. They had single-digit losses. Just think about that Simply for a stunning. Think about that. Are you now, kidding me? Like I said, with Kobe Gant, we'll never see that again. Will we ever see something like this again? I mean, they've they had a perfect storm of the season. Yes, they were um, healthy all basically all season. Pretty much all their big guy. I mean, Iggy was out for a little bit, but that didn't he still hurt. played sixty games. Yeah, or so. Um, Steph was fine. Draymond's fine. Clay was fine. Bogut was fine for much of the year. The only other big man they had an issue with was Festus Azili. Yeah, and he was, that was out for a while, but he he was back last night. He looked fine. He's pretty much their third string center at this point, behind Bogut and Draymond. Yeah, I mean it was this like you said. It's the perfect storm. The team stayed healthy all year. They made the most three pointers in a season in NBA history. I mean, this is Steph this is made four hundred three right, pointers by himself. Right, he made four hundred by himself. I mean, he could average. If he just made threes, he would probably average more points per game than half the league still. That's how good he is. That's how many threes he hit, honestly. But that, this, I mean, are, and people want to compare them to the 95, 96 Bulls for obvious reasons. But everybody always says two completely different eras. This, the way officials call the game now and the way that teams have these advanced stats guys and they have entire departments devoted to this kind of stuff, it was only a matter of time until people pretty much said, okay, if you even a slightly contested three is better than a two, at least the way the Warriors shoot the three. Mm -hmm. So 
you know, was how how long, I guess, have we been leading up to this where just rain down threes, don't care about anything else, pass up a layup for an open corner three? I mean, even if you think about it, I mean, God, this is really, I mean, you might say almost LeBron's Heat teams were sort of the first real team to be doing it full time. Like the you know bra- you know threes that's it, we want those corner three, hammer the corner three if we get it. Otherwise you know layups threes. Um, I know a lot of people point to um, Daryl Morey and the Rockets, so, but they've I think they went to the extreme of it. But you've seen we've seen this from championship teams for a few years now. But compared to twenty years ago, this is a completely different game. You don't you know throw it into the big guy you post. You don't. You don't have hand checking, so first of all, that change. You don't have double teaming like you did, or you do now. I mean, defenses are different. You know, offenses are focused on threes so much. You know, people say, "Well, who would win in the series?" Well, the, uh, whose rules are we playing by? You know, <laughs> Steph what, Curry's rules. Are we gonna it's his world? We're just living in it. Are we going to change the timeline that all the Bulls players got to play their entire careers under this? You know, concept of Shooting threes is really good, so you should do that more. Instead of, you know, trying to ha- – I mean, they hammered away at the basket pretty much and used a lot of mid-range back then. A lot so, of mid-range. The third secret fundamental of basketball. Yeah, so, I mean, you can't – I mean, there's just no point in comparing them. You're not going to get any – I mean, it's just a talking piece. You know, some people are exploiting it for their own stuff. That's fine. But, I mean, there's there's no definitive – you can't come up with an answer. And, yeah. And sure, you can say, well, 73 wins is more impressive than 72, but you have to, you still have to look at it in the context of the era. You know who would win a series between this year's Warriors and the 95-96 Bulls? Everyone. The Warriors. Oh. You want to know why? Because all those Bulls guys are like 50 years old. There you go. Boom. You heard it here first. Bo did math. Anyways. Let's talk about a little bit more about the Warriors. I not would want to see a Luke Longley and Andrew Bogut matchup, though. <laughs> Rodman Bogut would be fun. Oh, that might actually be better. So, what's next for them? Playoffs. Playoffs. They've got the Rockets, unfortunately. Yeah, Rockets don't deserve to be in the playoffs. We don't like you, Rockets. Is there any? We've I mean, said that so many times. I mean, they'll. Kill the Rockets and then get what the winner of James Harden is going to get his one game where he goes off, but it's not going to be enough. Dwight Howard probably doesn't care because he's already looking towards the off season. I know I saw some of Twitter last night saying they'd get the uh, Chicago Bulls special. The Rockets would take game one by like three points and then lose games two through five by like a combined one hundred. Yeah, that seems. (laughs) I mean, that'd be pretty funny. I could see that happening, but I just don't see Houston winning a game. I don't either, but. No matter how well James Harden or Dwight Howard or anyone else plays, there's you would you would have to get the Rockets' entire starting five to just blow up one night. You just it would have to be Dwight. Dwight has a twenty twenty game. Trevor Reese is hitting threes. James Harden gets to the line twenty five times. You know, just, just a completely ugly basketball game. Yeah, just the worst kind of basketball you just don't want to watch. So. Big question here is what I'm trying to get to is, does getting 73 wins affect the Warriors at all in the playoffs? Do they have more pressure on them now? They have less pressure on them now. They got the record. They are, you know, sort of carefree, which might be better for them, you know, in the playoffs. But 
what do you think their mentality as is at right now? What do they have going forward? Do you think they'll have any difficult series, at least getting before they get to the Spurs? What's up with them? I think they have a lot more pressure on them, actually, um, because the, the, there's more pressure because they have the record, and now if they don't go all the way through to the Western Conference Finals and the Finals, they it was all for nothing. That's pretty much what happens. It was it was all for nothing. You had this opportunity to be the greatest team of all time, and you didn't get a ring. It was time wasted, almost. So I think there might be even more pressure on them. But I think if they get if they get OKC in the second round, I think that could really put a scare into them. But that's they can't get OKC. They can't in the get OKC. They'd have to get them because San Antonio would see them in the second round. If they San Antonio or OKC, those are their biggest obstacles, I think. Because whoever it doesn't even matter who's going to win in the East. I think the Warriors would trounce them. It's going to be much like last year. It doesn't even matter if all the Cavs guys are healthy this year. There's there's just not enough. You cannot stop the basketball machine that is the Warriors. You mean you're not looking forward to a Raptors Spurs finals? <laughs> oh, Raptors Spurs! I'm in on that. Corey Joseph would love that. God, that but would be a disaster in ratings. That would be great basketball. Yeah, but, that would be know. that ratings would not be kind to that series at all. Sorry, Canada. Your your viewership is not quite enough apparently. Speaking of ratings, we've got playoff matchups. Some that'll get better ratings than others. Yes, undoubtedly. But we do finally have lockdown firm. This is our playoffs. No more guessing. Thank you, Eastern Conference, for making it incredibly interesting on the last day of the season. I appreciate we that. Had, we did end up with that four-way tie, didn't we? A four-way tie. Three uh, through six. What, was it 48, 48 and 34? Yeah. Between Miami, Atlanta, Boston, and Charlotte. And Boston coming back from like 26 down or whatever. Boston just putting the hurt on Miami in the second half, just embarrassing them. The Heat scored five points in the third quarter. I'm pretty sure that was tied for the lowest, at least the lowest this season in a quarter. Yeah, it tied the lowest. Um, the Nuggets also had a five-pointer <sighs> apparently earlier this year. Nugs, come on, Nugs. But I remember I was actually at uh, a Taco Mac, which is a uh, sports bar in Atlanta, for our out-of-Atlanta viewers. Listeners, you're not viewers. Anyways, <laughs> point is, I, I saw they had, you know... I was keeping up with the Celtics Heat game, and I saw it half. It was like 62-38, and I was like, oh, well, that game's done. And I was focusing more on the Hawks game. And then uh, this one guy sits next to me, and he starts talking to the bartender about the Hawks. And I was like, yeah, it looks like the um, Celtics are blowing it, though. And he's like, no, they're coming back right now. Look. And I look over to the other TV, and I was like, holy crap, it's a five-point game. How did that happen? <laughs> Anyways. What, what's happening right now? Yeah. We got our matchups. We got uh, and that Cle- was and Boston had to win that game to end up with their seed. To end up, I think what did they end up with the four, the five seed, right? Because oh, they or got no, the, they are four, they're they're five, aren't they? They're five. I think yeah. Atlanta's four. Atlanta's four. If they had lost that game, I think they would they would have become the sixth seed, and Charlotte would have been the fifth seed, or something like that. It was a really it was a very convoluted scenario of things that had to happen in order for seeds to get totally switched around, but. 
So so anyway. first first round in the East, Cleveland, Detroit. Does Detroit even take one game? I'm gonna say yes. Ooh. I think they could take a game. Mainly because they are a big team. They've got Drummond. Do um, like Drummond. You, you know, he's a guy that can really kill you on the boards. Uh, you know, Cleveland can do that at times, but when you can match that, you definitely have something to work with there. They have a coach that knows how to beat a LeBron-led team. Stan, Stan Van, Van Gundy, the man. Build a wall. Yeah. Anyways. One of my got, favorite SVG quotes that's ever. A, I think Drummond and coaching and, you know, Reggie Jackson's pretty good, and they have some good players there, obviously. I think they can get them a game, even against a LeBron team in the playoffs, which generally he doesn't drop games in the first round, but I think he could this time. Yeah. There's some holes in Cleveland that I think they can get at, but I think they'll take one. It'll still be 4-1. I, I'm saying 4-1 Cleveland. What are you saying? I think it's a sweep. As much as I like as much as much I like Detroit this year, I think it's a sweep. Ooh. Sorry, Detroit. Detroit basketball. But I do think the X factor for that series would be Andre Drummond if the Pistons were to get a win. Next matchup we got Raptors-Pacers. That's an interesting series. Yes, I actually really like this series, and I think it could get super bad for Toronto. Indiana has been playing much better towards the end of the season. I love what the Pacers are doing with Miles Turner. Love that kid. Thought he was a great pick. Thought he was a steal where they got him in last year's draft. And he he could be really good. Obviously, Paul George is going to be very good. And even George Hill has been solid this year. So I think if they can... Because Toronto's going to have the better guard play, I think. Because we're we're considering Paul George to be his forward here, right? Yeah, small forward. So, I think Toronto will have better guard play, but if Indiana, if Indiana's front court can outplay Toronto's badly, which I think it could, I don't trust Toronto's front court at all. Then I think Indiana has a chance to maybe even upset the Toronto Raptors. Ooh! But I think, in reality, Indiana will take one or two games. You got to pick one. So they will take one game. One game. But it could get interesting. I am going to agree with you there. I'm going to go four one Raptors. I think the Raptors are still pretty good. They won fifty six games. That's yeah. not being talked about enough. I feel like yeah, they oh, they get under they are go under the radar every single year. It's amazing. So, yeah, I think they'll they'll still do well in that series. So I'm going to say four one. I think. Uh, once again, it always goes back to skinny Kyle Lowry for them. Yeah, I think he's the X factor. He's really good. Next series, Miami, Charlotte. Oh man, I want this to go seven games so bad. This could I be don't. Super- oh oh <laughs> oh, because and the reason I don't want it to go seven games is because I'm picking Charlotte in six. All right, I like that. Charlotte in six. It's gonna. God, I can't believe I'm saying this, but Jeremy Lin might be an X Factor. Yes, Jeremy Lin, you're yeah, on the I train. Mean, they got a guy off the bench that can come in and do some damage. And I don't know why, but something's just like pointing me in that direction. It's like maybe this is his time to actually do something in the playoffs. And I really like Charlotte. They're a really good team, and I feel like they were sort of crapped on in the past couple of weeks. By the other three teams that they were jockeying 
uh, position for in the East. It's like everybody's like, let's get Charlotte because they suck even though they have the same record as us. Right. So Everybody just perceives Charlotte to be I, bad because they had a rough start. I would love nothing more than for them to get a win in six over Dwayne Wade, Hassan Whiteside, Dragic, all of them. Sorry, Justice Winslow. I have Miami in seven. Mm. I just, I, I really wanted to go seven, but I think Miami will. Eric Spolstra has this experience. He knows how to play without the services of Chris Bosh now, and I think they will figure it out to get, to get uh, the series win in seven. With Justice, no, who was it? Um, Josh Richardson for the Heat being an X factor. Do tell. Josh Richardson out of Tennessee. He has played incredibly well towards the end of the season. He has been getting major minutes, and he is shooting the ball very well from three. He had a stretch where he was shooting over 50%, and it was incredible. And I think his athleticism and his shooting could be a huge difference for this Miami team. Interesting. I mean, I'm not. I wouldn't shock me if that happened, but it's just like an interesting X factor. Next series, final series in the East in the first round: Hawks, Celtics. Oh, this one's this is dangerous, man. Potentially the most competitive series in the first round for uh, for either for the conference. East. No, you could say either. Oh no, you're yeah. Yeah. but either way. How are you feeling about this one? Uncomfortable. <laughs> I I don't know who might win this. Boston's Boston's been underrated all year, but Atlanta's been playing better near the end of the season. They went on a bit of a tear there. Uh, and I believe I feel, and Boston, Hawks won the season series 3-1 on that one. And Boston has this weird Maybe it's Boston has a very weird lineup they can use. I think that would mess with the Hawks a little bit. They do they use this super small lineup where Marcus Smart is playing small forward or even power forward. And they just have Kelly Olynyk as their big, and they say, "All right, we're just going to run. Let's see what happens. We're just going to run," and and they win games like that. It's it's bizarre, and I don't I don't know if Atlanta has any counter to that because if they stay big, Al Horford or Paul Millsap is going to be is going to have a bad mismatch, not in their advantage. I disagree. Oh, okay. I think Paul Millsap isn't has an advantage over anybody else in the series. At least for who he's going to go up against, even if they do play some weird lineup like trying to put like Evan Turner at the four, or Jay Crowder at the four, I still Millsap I think still kills that matchup, and he did during the season. And Al Horford and Kelly Olynyk's not. I mean, I think that's an advantage Horford, but it's not as much as you think, just because how that lineup plays with Olynyk at the five. Um, X factor in the series as always for the Hawks. Jeff Teague, if he decides to actually show up. If he if he's not passive Jeff Teague and if he's active Jeff Teague. Pretty much. But, I mean, if he is having a bad series, that is really bad news for the Hawks. That but would mean a having, lot more Schroeder minutes. Yeah, but if he's having a good series, that's interesting. And I think he will because he's been playing well for the second half of the season. I think he'll have a good series. And for that reason, I'm taking Hawks in five. Ooh, in five. I like that. Okay. Five close games, not like five. Not a Cleveland gentleman games. sweep kind of deal. Yeah. Just a real 
tough games. Tough um, games. Um, I'm I'm gonna do Raj proud here. I think I'm gonna take Boston in six. Ooh, getting weird. Getting weird over here, guys. X factor for X factor for that game. I don't know. Boston. I feel like anybody for Boston could explode. I want to. I want to say, for Boston, it would be Evan Turner. I think if he gets a couple of mismatches and he takes advantage and he plays aggressive, he could be really good and he could, he could destroy that matchup, whoever guards him. So I think I, I like Evan Turner in as an X factor in that series. I hate Evan Turner. So, he is, but the he villain. is also a guy that could, that has sort of killed the Hawks in his past few games. So that's an extreme possibility that he does that again in the playoffs for multiple games. Let's go to the West. Yes, please. Um, I think we both already said Warriors, Warriors in four. Warriors, I actually, no. Warriors in three. Okay. I like that. Warriors in three. Warriors Houston's going to forfeit the fourth game. <laughs> I think that's, that's more likely than <laughs> Houston winning a game. <laughs> The, the Houston staff finally says, you know what? We're dreading these evaluations anyway. Let's just get this over with. Now, Spurs-Grizzlies is interesting just because the Grizzlies haven't died yet. Which is they, they just huge credit yeah. to Memphis, by the way. They have, they have played the most NBA players over the course of a season in NBA history. They have played 28 different players over the course of the season. That is... And they've still found a way to get into the playoffs. Yeah. With injuries, Zach Randolph was out for a while. Marcus Sol has been out for about half the year. I mean, they, they've just found ways to win. you got to give them credit for that. However, it is the Spurs. <laughs> it's the Spurs machine. I'm not going to go sweep. I'll give Memphis a game in Memphis. I'll say Spurs in five. The grindhouse. I'll say they get one out of it. Just I mean... They are. I mean, they are a tough team to play against. Just when, physically, not. Yeah, I mean, when yeah, so. well, when you well, yeah, when they're when they're up to the task and they're trying to bully you, they are definitely a tough team. And they've given the Spurs problems in the past before. They've Obviously, given, that was with Gasol, and and it's yeah a big difference. But they do have a little history there. And it's funny because I feel like Gasol might be the guy that kills them, but the Spurs always find a way to bottle up Zach Randolph. They just frustrate him. It's their scheming. It's something they know if they get him frustrated and he's not focused for a series, they've got him. And I think the last three times the Spurs have met the Memphis Grizzlies in the playoffs, they've won. They beat them in that in the conference finals a few years ago. I think they had them. I don't know if they had them last year. I can't remember if they had them last year because Dallas was the first round. Or no, they lost in the first round to the Clippers. The year before, I th- the 14 season was Dallas in the first round. I can't remember if they had him in the second round. But um, I, I just think the Spurs will sweep that one. And I think sweep. Tony Parker will be an X factor in that series. He has been playing much better. His legs have looked good. He looks alive. He looks he looks like he's on the right side of 30. So I like Tony Parker. The fun to, side of 30. Right, yeah. <laughs> I like That's right. I like Tony Parker as an X-Factor in that series. Thunder Mavs. This is just... Excuse me, this is just a, this is just a weird matchup. I don't see OKC dropping. I'm it. saying Thunder and 5 because... Okay. 
Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook are really good. <laughs> and the Mavs just don't have enough at this point, I don't think, to compete in a seven-game series no. with any of the top three teams. But they'll get a win for Dirk. They'll get a win. Yeah, I mean, they, they still have good players. I mean, J.J. Barea has played awkwardly well recently. <laughs> awkwardly well. That's okay. That's a that's a phrase now. Awkwardly well. I like that. I mean, it's true, but I mean, they just don't they don't have enough. I mean, I know they have uh, D Will back, and that'll help them a little bit, but it's just it's just not enough. I mean, it's the Thunder, man. Yeah, there <laughs> it's the Thunder. Thunder and, and five. they they will bring the lightning to Dallas, and I think they sweep. Boo, them. boo, all right, all right well, boo with that reference. Okay, I tried. Gave it the good old college try. Um, I've got OKC sweeping. All right. But Dallas will have a couple games where they scare them, but they won't win. X-Factor? X-Factor. Can you really comment? It's going to be Russ and Katie. It's going to yeah. be Russ. Okay. Russ is going to have a triple-double or two in that series. You say I'm Russ and Katie. I did. <laughs> I'm saying Russ. He's going to have a triple-double somewhere in there. I already know. He's I'm sure he might, not, he might have four of them. He might. You're right. He might have four of them. Good luck, Darren Williams. Good luck. And our final first-round series. This might be the best one in the West. Flippers, Blazers. 4-5 matchup. Probably, like I said, with this and between this and Atlanta and Boston, probably the two most competitive first-round series. Who you got? We, we had the discussion about Blake Griffin mm-hmm. last week, playing through, was it a torn quad? Yeah. I said it was stupid. Yes, you did. I think we all agreed on that. And I and still it, believe it is stupid, yes, just in case my, you want to know. Bo's opinion on Blake Griffin's torn quad has not changed. I, oh man, because I, I really like Portland. They've played incredibly well for what for their expectations this year. And I feel like they're playing with house money because nobody, nobody expected them to even get 30 wins, let alone get to the playoffs. So I feel they're going to play very loose. They're they're out there thinking, ah, oh, man, what do we have to lose? If we lose this series, nobody had us coming here in the first place. Let's just go out and ball. So I I, I like Portland in seven games. I like Bucks in six. Ah, there it is. Had to get it in there at some point. Um, Blazers in six though. Oh wow! I nice. am picking the Blazers in six. I said. Almost, I thought about going Blazers in five. I felt that was aggressive. Blazers in six because I think they're just a better team. I mean, I know the Clippers still. I know the Clippers have a much better record, but for this matchup, I mean, you, what Records you mentioned, don't matter what you matchup, mentioned, man. chemistry wise, the Blazers are far ahead right now. Um, they're just. I mean, they weren't expecting to be here. They don't have expectations. They could, they could lose in five. And it wouldn't make a difference to them because they it, wouldn't. Expect the season to be would be a success. Yeah, no matter what. And for the Clippers, they have all this pressure to perform because they ha- they basically have to get to the Western Conference Finals. Pretty much, and they're not going to. No, they won't. That's I'm just... afraid I've got some bad news. If you're a Clippers fan, <laughs> hey Clippers, you're gonna run into Warriors. No, you're win- not gonna run into Warriors because you're gonna lose the Blazers. Well, I was gonna say if you beat the Blazers, <laughs> you will run into the Warriors. You're going to run into the Blazers and get blazed or whatever Blazers do. I don't know. <laughs> X-Factor, I'm going to go Damian Lillard. I am going to go C.J. McCollum. Ah. Me like you, C.J. McCollum. Me too. All right. 
Boom. All right, so we've got all of our playoffs. So I'll recap it. We've got, for me at least, I am picking Cavs in five, Raptors in five, Hornets in six, Hawks in five, Warriors in four, Spurs in five, Thunder in five, and Blazers in six. And Bucks in six. Um, Because always. For Ben. Because always. You've got Cavs in four, Raptors in five, Heat in seven, Celtics in six, Warriors in four, Spurs in four, Thunder in four. <laughs> Sorry. And Blazers in seven. Yes. That right. sounds that sounds like something I would say. I mean, I could see that happening too, where all the other series are do- are like done, total done, and they're starting like the uh, the two three series already, and they're yeah. playing like game seven of of a uh, Clippers Blazers still. That should be a fun series. All right, let's move on. We got some news here yeah, outside actually- of playoffs and Kobe and Steph and Warriors. Randy Whitman. Finally. finally fired. Oh. It was only a year late, Wizards. Wizards. Like two years late. Two years, whatever. I mean, it was so difficult. It was, it was a hard move to make last year because they got the playoffs and they did do well with John Wall breaking his hand. Um. So I understand why he got another year, but he probably shouldn't have gotten that year in the, the previous year in the first place. So, but... Finally fired. Ben, I think you feel the same way I do about this. You said yes. finally. His, what the wi- Wizards, what what are you doing? Why did you wait? You you wasted a year of John Wall and Bradley Beal. That's essentially what happened here. They didn't even get to the playoffs. The team was awful. They were so hard to watch this year. And Otto Porter has actually been a good player. Everyone was wondering when he would be worth that number three pick and he's starting to actually look like it. Maybe not number three pick, but he was, he's... He's looking like a solid starter. Yes. which Or potential starter, whatever you think he should be doing at this point. Right. He has been much better. And so you wasted a year of Otto Porter development. You wasted a year of John Wall and Bradley Beal together. Marcin Gortat is not getting younger. Nene is not getting younger. It, it's it makes no sense. I don't know. And Randy Whitman has never been a good coach. No, no. He has never been considered a good coach. Why would you hire a guy like that for a team that has expectations to make the playoffs and go deep in the playoffs every year? Why would you hire a guy that doesn't know how a clipboard works? Also true. And who lets himself get hit in the face by basketballs. Well, that's just funny. I'll forgive him for that just out of pure hilarity. Oh, God. I can't have nice things. Reports where they their favorite to hire for the hire is Scott Brooks, former Oklahoma City Thunder coach. How do you feel about that? I'm not opposed to it. I feel like there might be some better coaches out there, but Scott Brooks has proven he can get a team to the playoffs and he can go deep in the playoffs. I think he got on. I, I mean, I honestly thought he should have. That team should have played better in that 2011 Finals run. 2012. 20. 12, because 2011 was Dallas Mavericks, duh. Um, I remember I was in Russia at the time. <laughs> Alrighty. But that, I, he, he, the problem is he has this reputation for having teams with a lot of, he now has a reputation as a guy who can't get his talent to the next level. 
because he had KD and Russ, and he couldn't get them a ring. And everybody thought, and James Harden, and James Harden, and everybody thought, oh, this OKC team is going to win a ring at some point. They're going to win that ring. It's a matter of time. And, it, and now it feels like that window's already closed. Yeah, because the Warriors and the Spurs are still alive and still doing well. So, it. I think if you're looking, if your expectation is to get to the Eastern Conference Finals and maybe not win the Eastern Conference Finals, then this is a good coach. But I, I feel like there might be a couple of better options out there. Like? Maybe Tom Thibodeau, but that scares me because he'll probably run John Wall into the ground. He'll probably run his big men into the ground, which he's been known to do. So that the the thing is, I, I know there are coaches out there, but I honestly can't think of them. Maybe Jeff Van Gundy. Maybe, but it's been so long since he's coached, and his name comes up every year anyway. Yeah. Which And at some point we have to say, okay, guys, Jeff Van Gundy really likes working at ESPN. Maybe we should leave him alone. <laughs> if he wants to get back in, he can get back in. Stop, don't put his name out there if he's not actually inquiring. But maybe bring in a guy like Doug Collins. I don't know if I'd like Doug Collins that much either. Although he is still better than Whitman. Yes. Um, Luke Walton. I like that. Oh, oh, David Blatt, too. David Blatt, who's also been rumored for the Knicks job that is currently still occupied, but that's a story for another podcast. Gosh, I don't know. I mean, they had to fire Whitman, but it's just there's a sort of a... They waited too long. They waited too long, and I don't know now, if the now current there options out there are that much better. Right, now there, now there aren't that any, many options yeah. out there. Brooks, Blatt, and Luke Walton are probably all all better. Luke Walton might be really good. We don't know. Um, yeah, he was coaching yeah. one of the most amazing teams of all time. Yeah, he, and he had, you know... It might have been him, it might have been them, it might have been a mix. We're not really sure. So, I mean, he definitely has stuff that they can... He can teach to those players. So that's why it could be interesting at the least. And he's a younger guy, so maybe the players will relate to him better. Yeah. Some things to like, think about. He might have played played with uh, Nene and Gortat at some point. <laughs> I don't know where exactly Luke Walton played his entire career, but, I mean, he's, yeah, he's... The bench. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> guys they're competing with. Um... Minnesota is parting ways with Sam Mitchell as their interim head coach. Do we like that move? Yes. Okay. Apparently, judge it because I follow a bunch of Wolves fans on Twitter. They hated Sam Mitchell. Really? I thought they I hated thought the, Sam Mitchell. I thought the Wolves played pretty decently under him. According to them, no. Oh. They uh-huh. hated Sam Mitchell. They hated the whole not playing, just letting Levine play shooting guard the whole time. They, they, yeah, they, they don't like it. Okay, but well, if those fans are getting upset about him not playing point guard, let me tell you no, how that goes. Uh, they're upset that he was playing point guard because oh. he was terrible at it. Yes, okay. Yeah. I was going to say, because Orlando tried this a year before, and they know that that experiment will fail. Yeah. So, yeah, they're they're mad that he kept getting point guard minutes when it's clearly he was better off as a two. As a two, and we saw that at the end of the season when he started – Playing better, yeah. Played really well. He played really good at the two. That team, but that team strung together some really nice wins. They had the, they had the win over the Warriors right. at at Golden State. Yeah, I mean that they have momentum going into next year, and they're going to get another good draft pick. So they need a they need a coach. They need that transition coach who's going to get them to the playoffs, even if it's a seven or eight seed. They just need to get to the playoffs. Well, they still have a couple of years to work with in terms of expectations too. 
So it helps if, if their next coach, even if their next coach isn't the guy, they still have a couple of years to work with. I, I, but who is their next coach? Right. That's, and and you know we could say a lot of the same guys that we said for the Wizards. A lot of those names are still out there. They're also looking for an executive to a basketball operations guy as well, I believe, which could be very interesting because they may they may bundle that into one job, which I don't like. I don't like that idea at all. I think they do. Could. I think the the search firm they hired for that was uh, Corn Ferry, which is a search for, like one of the top executive search firms apparently. So I was thinking, huh? Go get Danny Ferry. He knows how to put together a team. <laughs> he does know how to do that. That would be perfect for them. Just I thought they know have how to keep his mouth shut. Yeah, and not record things. They have. Well, he wasn't the one recording things. That's right. Was, uh, not let other people record him. Yeah. But he already has the main pieces. He just needs to go out, and we saw him do this with Atlanta. Has to find he his got, role players. Yeah, he got Damari Carroll. He got Kent Bazemore. You know, he's going to go out and probably get a coach or, you know, multiple coaches, including assistants, that will be able to teach players fundamentals. That was a big thing for the Hawks, which specifically with those two players, Damari Carroll and Kent Bazemore, is that they worked on correcting their shooting forms. And they both said they never had a coach work with them like that. Which is unbelievable. Which it, yeah, that's that's a big conversation for once again another podcast because that will certainly go off the rails. Yeah, but all the rails. The fact that it's like, yeah, we. I mean, we had. I mean, they had their shooting forms. It's like we never had someone just work with us to correct it and fix it, and you know, work on you know, uh, footwork, everything like that, just with shooting. So if you get a a coach that can help it, like I don't know if it's a top level assistant or a head coach that's going to be doing that. It's probably an assistant, but either way, if you can get and a, a lot of teams find... have just a shot doctor on their staff, right? The Spurs have Chip and Gelland, who is the shot master, the shot doctor, and he worked. He worked with Steve Kerr when he was with the Bulls. He's worked with Danny Green on his shot. He's worked with a bunch of other guys, so it's not unreasonable for teams to go out and hire a guy just for shooting. That's not unreasonable. That's the most teachable skill you can have in basketball. That is the most correctable thing you have. Michael Kidd Gilchrist, great example, had one of the most broke shots I have ever, broken shots I have ever seen. His elbow came all the way in. It was ugly. It was you just you need to watch you need to find video and you need to watch his form it was atrocious just this past year before he got injured it looked five times better at least he looked so, he looked so much more natural shooting the ball so i think you know getting the right staff just just as important as getting the right head coach yeah and i feel like probably you know for them getting the executive might be more important than getting the coach. Oh, I think you should get the executive first. Well, yeah, but I'm saying is that one's definitely more important for them because they need a guy who can lead them yeah. in the right direction as far as getting the right players surrounding his stars with the right guys. And it should definitely be two different people. I don't think there's any way you can do, do that. Do not combine that into one role. Do not Doc Rivers it. Don't don't Doc Rivers because, it. Because I mean, who's even out there that you could do that with? Tibbs? I mean, Tibbs has the reputation maybe to pull that off, but I don't think he wants to do that anyways. But, I mean, you don't have, like, a 
SVG type out there. It's just like, yeah, I don't know if I want to coach, but if you give me this, I'll coach and you know play executive too. And <laughs> he's been really good at it. Yeah, and we Stan Van Gundy's been very making the playoffs. Good. But uh, I will always love Stan Van Gundy unconditionally. End of story. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Stan Van is my boy. Uh, yeah, he's. Says. I mean, but who? Who's? There's no one. I mean, there's like no one out there to go get. They they have to go into like the ring. No, and I think what the Wolves might do is go into the ranks of assistant coaches to find their next head coach. There have been rumors about a couple of the Spurs assistant coaches getting head coaching jobs. Um, Ime Udoka and Ettore Messina. Messina. Yeah, both those names are really hot right now. Uh, hot right now. Kenny Atkinson out of Atlanta has been a sort of an interesting name for a couple years now. Um, we already mentioned Luke Walton. If they can get one of those guys, it's a pretty, that's a pretty good gig to get for your first gig. You get to work with Towns, Wiggins, Rubio, Levine, and another pick, another top yeah, seven pick. That's that's just insane. You, I mean, so rarely do you get an opportunity to walk into a first head coaching job like that. Let's see. Who else is Houston's probably gonna not keeping Bickerstaff. No, there's no um, way. The Knicks are hopefully God His hopefully last name Brandis. literally means to argue. <laughs> With his staff. <laughs> I don't think that's the problem there, but I get your point. <laughs> um Lakers might keep Byron Scott for some absurd reason. I don't know. The Kings have they fired George Carl yet? <laughs> it's it's they, twelve, it's 12 PM. Yeah. At the Has time it of, happened? Someone um, confirm? They said it's supposed to happen today, but of yeah. course they're three hour Well, They us. also said it would happen in February, yeah. so there's that. I think they're for real this time. Yeah, all right. Well, this time I'll it's wait, personal. I'll make sure I wait till I see it. Report seventy sixers might fire Brett Brown. That's ridiculous. Promote you, and promote Mike D'Antoni. That's not as ridiculous. But have you looked at the team you gave him? What is he supposed to do? What What else could Brett Brown possibly do? You have given him nothing to work with, um, Philadelphia. I was going to say what he could do is go sacrifice a goat at the statue of Michael Jordan to get one of his players to magically transform into Michael Jordan. Prime Michael Jordan. I was going to say, not, not current Michael Jordan. Current Although, Michael Jordan that, still might be might, better than yeah. half their team. Yeah. Oh, man. Man, yeah. I mean, I don't, I, like you said, that's, that's he, there's, nothing, there's nothing he could do. I mean, last I think it was last year he had like a really good defense. He's not a bad coach. He just has literally the worst roster of all time. Yeah. It's hard to win games when you are given no when you are given maybe two decent players. One of them is your rookie. Yeah. And the other one is God, you have Okafor, Noel, and Ish Smith. Ish Smith. Which I read who... Ish Smith, who's a decent point guard who's like a he's a Ideally, he's a really good backup. Yes, for, most I mean, most teams backup. But for for them getting him as a starter, so they actually had a point guard that knew what the hell he was doing was important. But 
You don't want Ish Smith as your part of your big three. No, no, no you do not. No offense, Ish Smith. You're actually pretty pretty good. Keep but, playing your butt off, though, yeah. son. God, what else is interesting? Comments. I, I forgot about this. Pulling it up on Twitter from the Bulls executives last night. After you know they played their last game. You know they're not in the playoffs for the first time since 2008. Good job. They're... That team was a mess, absolute yeah. mess this year. Who's this? Uh, Gar Foreman, I believe, is one of his executives. I can't remember what exactly his role is. If he's GM or uh, VP of uh, operations or whatever, but talking about Jimmy Butler, ex- you know, committing to Jimmy Butler, we have to explore all options. With that said, Jimmy has had a fantastic year. They went on, He went on to say even more, saying. Something like, you know, a rebuild's not out of the cards for them. That is going to, that's not going to end well. Yeah. What, 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 what the hell happened to the Bulls? I know Joe Kim was out all year. Joe Kim was out all year. You know, Rose isn't Rose. what he used to be. Butler's still really good. I think but Butler was out for a little bit too. Yeah, he was. And that, I mean, they just, and apparently, the players were up in arms about the Kirk Heinrich trade, which is, which which says a few things to me. One, Kirk Heinrich was a crucial part of that team, and apparently, I was reading he did. There was a lot of stuff he did in the locker room and in the background that people just don't see, and that's why he was such a big part of the team. He was, he, he was one of the few guys who could who could go up to these younger guys and tell them things they were doing wrong and he could talk to them without fear of you know the star players asking for him to be traded or you know complaining about him or whatever which is huge in a locker room yeah so it was i just thought it was really bizarre how they traded him back to Atlanta by the way where he he spent many a year captain kirking what did they get out of that like a second could not tell you could justin holiday where did justin holiday end up i can't remember Either way, the Bulls are imploding, officially, after seven, eight years of the Derrick Rose era. It's been a tumultuous time, Chicago. Not not ideal. I mean, I don't know. What, I mean, where do you even do with Hoiberg at that point? Do you say, okay, we're rebuilding now. Yeah, you're just going to leave, leave Hoiberg out here in a rebuild? Say, yeah. You can't you can't do that to a guy you you brought in to lead you to the playoffs and stuff. That's, I mean, he left Iowa State where his nickname was the Mayor. That's how much he was loved in Ames. I mean, you what? What is he <laughs> supposed to do? Uh, the Bulls are messed up. No, I shouldn't be laughing because, but still, just the way they've had they approached the you know firing Thibodeau and all that. And uh, Thibodeau's a really interesting name going, you know, going forward in coaching searches. And I know we already touched on that a little bit where you could end up, but someone pulled like all of his defenses for like the past like twenty years that he was a head coach or not a head coach, a head coach or an assistant. Yeah. And he only had like a non top five defense like six times or something. Maybe it was top ten. And it was uh, either way. Consistently put out great defenses. Right. And I don't know. He's going to make some 
some team a great defensive team. Maybe it's Timberwolves. Maybe it's the Wizards. Um, I would say the Rockets, but there's no saving making that a great no, defensive team. <laughs> blow that up hard. Um, yeah, Ben. Final no, thoughts. I have. You have a Twitter question. I have one Twitter question. Okay. My from from one of my good friends at Ali underscore KS. My question is all caps. Why is the NBA so awesome? Because we got to see Kobe chuck 50 shots last night in a real game. A real game, not a fake game, a real not game. Not 2K. Not 2K, not NBA Live. This was real life. It's just, that's why the NBA is so <laughs> that awesome. Was so, I, I know, I, God, that was so fun to watch, just... No regard for human life. Absolutely shocking. none. It was amazing. None. Uh, yeah. That's my final thought as well. Okay. That was amazing. Thank you, Kobe Bryant, for everything. Shucking fifty times in one game. <laughs> I know there was a. I was in a over at a NBA TV the other day, and it was uh, Stu Jackson and. Mike Fratello talking about Kobe's last game and that you know one of the producers asked him so you think Kobe goes over or under 30 in his final game <laughs> Stu Jackson pauses for a second he's like shots <laughs> and he took 50 shots suck it 50 half a hundred half can't a century on these suckers and on that note uh, I think we're going to end the podcast. Uh, thank you, Kobe, for taking 50 shots. Um, if you want to find either Ben or mine's work, you can check out fanbuzz.rare.us slash NBA. And we will be back next week with playoff stuff, Ben. Playoff stuff. So thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.